Fire. Fireside Chats. This show is created for adult audiences only. Our show notes include content warnings and other helpful information. We strongly recommend taking a moment to assess the situation before continuing. Let's begin. Welcome, campers, to this week's Fireside Chat. Just a couple of quick announcements, and then we'll get to this week's guest. Patreon.com slash Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. Choose the tier that best suits your preferences, and get access to exclusive and discounted merch, behind-the-scenes looks at the writing and editing process, two weekly shows, Lights Out, which is an exploration of short horror, and Midweek Weird, a 40 and News update. We have a couple of bigger monthly shows in the works as well. Now, in addition to all of this, you can get monthly swag bags filled with cool campfire merch. So what are you waiting for? If you want the whole world to know that you're a diehard camper, go find the link in this episode's description or go through our link tree on any of our socials and check out our merch store. Stickers, t-shirts, hoodies, coffee mugs, all with the fantastic design work by Jonathan Dodd, Easton Hawk, and the Crescent Hair. While you're in that link tree, tap on the Discord button and come join the community that we're building. Our Discord is a place where we can connect with all of you on a more personal level. So get over there and join the fun. This week, we had the honor of sitting down with a new friend of the show. Joe Torino is a certified grade A ghost hunter. He's a member of War Party Paranormal in South Florida and the host of the podcast Greetings from Florida. We had an amazing chat about the history of paranormal experiences that created his passion and drive to explore these phenomena. He is a seriously great guy. We really think you're going to like him. Get into it. All right, Joe. Joe Torino. Joe hunts ghosts. Yes, sir. Right? Yes, yes, I do. All right. Um, so most of the time, well, first of all, thank you for doing the show. I'm, I'm super psyched for this. We've been, we've been really focused on like talking with, with other creators and um, artists and other people in the community, with, of which you are also a creator. Um, but I, I really want to want to have been wanting to get back to talking to people who have had experiences and that is definitely something that you've had so oh yeah i like lately i've been preparing these like lists of questions and stuff but i felt i didn't feel like that was necessary at all like i really just want to hear your story um and have a chance to break it down with you because i i heard you go into it a bit on a recent clubhouse that we were both on um, but I, I would love just to have the opportunity to talk through some of them with you. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, if you want to, you know, start, we can go chronologically if you want, or, um, I definitely want to hear about the, just a bit of foreshadowing the Batman cutout. Oh yeah. That's, uh, that's, that's. That is the first experience that I could say for me as was a paranormal experience. Um, so 
I was I was a little kid. I was maybe six, seven years old, and uh, we lived in this house down in South Florida. Um, my bedroom was the front bedroom of the house, and uh, basically the house was it, it was kind of a weird layout. It was it was kind of like a square within a square, so like every room connected to each other. Mine was the very first room. Next to me was my brother's rooms, connected to my parents' room, connected to the living room, you know, and so on and so forth. Okay. Um, so I'm in bed one night, and I remember I just, I hear a weird sound. Like, I, you know, I, I was so long ago, I can't describe what the actual sound was, but I just heard something that was not normal. And so I sit up in bed. And I start scanning around the room, and I don't, I don't see anything. You know, it was middle of the night. And uh, so I lay back down, and I try to go back to sleep. And then I hear the sound again. So I pop up, and I'm looking all over the place. And as soon as I go to lay my head down on the, on the corner of my room adjacent to my bed, about eight feet away, I had a movie theater Michael Keaton Batman cut out. Uh, one of those big cardboard ones. And okay. um, I, I lay down, and out of nowhere, Batman comes shooting out from across the room, lands on top of me. So what was crazy, too, is, like, looking back, is I had bunk beds. So, you know, everyone who's had a bunk bed knows they're not. there's not too much space between the top bunk and the lower bunk. Right. So this thing literally, like fell like downwards and then shot forward across it's not like you know and it was again it was like about eight feet away from me it's not like this thing just tipped over and landed on me like no this thing literally shot from across the room and i just remember just that thing landing on me and just ah! like i freaked out i just started yelling yeah and and my parents came in and, and they were kind of pissed off it's like you know what did you do like what, what are you doing and i was like i was like no it, it flew from across the room and like yeah no like you're making stuff up and, and i i just remember crying crying i was like i'm not sleeping here and i was a little kid like i refused no matter what they tried i was like i will not sleep in this room again and i never did and wow. that was that was my last time <laughs> ever <laughs> in that room because it, it i mean it, it freaked me out and so it, it's like you know, yeah. Go for it. Sorry. Um, okay. So, d- to you, d- would you say it came in like between the top bunk and the bottom bunk, like kind of sideways, like a lunging into your bed? Yeah. It, it it's like think of of somebody like squatting down and then like just lunging forward. Okay. That's the best way I could describe it with, you know, an inanimate object like that. Yeah. Just, you know, coming out, especially from the distance that it did. Like if it, if it would have just fallen over, if it was, I don't know, a fan, you know, took it, it would have just tipped over. Yeah. Um, but I mean, these things are made to be standing for a long period of time. They have these big bases. Yeah. Um, so it take, it would take a lot to have that thing fall over. True. And and for 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 it to come and land on me the way that it did, I mean, my bed was against a wall. This thing, the I remember like the head, like the the ears, you know, Batman's ears, like hitting the wall, like distinctly. I remember it making a thump. Wow! Against the drywall, you know, this thing hit so hard and like just and landed on top of me. Um, so 
do you so, yeah. do you categorize this as like poltergeist activity like something knocked into it or threw it at you maybe or do you I believe so yeah yeah i i think that was definitely intentional it was it was there to tell me hey i'm here you need to pay attention uh, that i'm here you know um yeah we lived we lived in that house for for several years i think i moved we moved in there when i was i want to say about five and we lived there till i was maybe 13 years old wow so you know over the years like multiple things would happen the only time i would go into that room really was in the daytime i would not you know um, that room, like it, it, it really scared the hell out of me. And you know, how old were you when this happened? I was about, I was about six or seven. So wow. I mean, we had, yeah, we had already been in the house for a little bit. Um, so you spent like five or six years living there without sleeping in your bedroom. Without sleeping in my bedroom, I shared, I shared a room with. I have two younger brothers that are twins, and. Uh, I I refused. I refused to go in that room at night. Um, yeah, it's funny because I had like that's where I had like my Sega Genesis and all my stuff and my you know my stereo. So I would go and sit down, listen to music, play video games during the day. As soon as the sun started going down, I was like, "All right, let me grab all my stuff all right. and and head next door." Like, like I, I'm out of I here. I will not be here. Yeah, close the door behind me. I didn't even want to look into the room. That's crazy. How much that room terrified me. Yeah. So you said your parents um, kind of treated it like, oh, you're just, you know, making shit up or you're, you know, freaking out for no reason. But right. did it, did anybody buy your story? What did your siblings think of it? My siblings, you know, it was one of those things of like, don't tell your brothers that because you're going to scare them and they're, they're you know, they're little... Right. And and we can't have that stuff. But I mean, they also, you know, now talking to them that were older, they they were young, but they did have a couple experiences in that house as well. Um, not as significant as what I feel I had, and um, like even my mom, like I, you know, talking to my mom. Because my, my parents divorced when I was about eight years old. So my dad moved out and it was just my mom, my brothers yep. and I in that house. And, um, you know, we, we experienced a lot of weird stuff there, to say the least. <laughs> that Yeah, that's wild. That's... Yeah, man. Especially at such a young age to... I mean, clearly you understood the message, right? And... Oh, yeah. That I mean, that just that goes was- to show how clear it was that a kid yeah. of that age could pick up on on its intentions, you know? Yeah, whatever whatever it was um, did not want me there. Did not, you know, and and, it, and it's it's I still get I still get goosebumps thinking about the experiences that I had in this house, you know. I'm I mean, I'm 36 years old now and, you know, to think 30 years ago this this happened and I'm still scared from that. Like, you know, I'm, I'm a paranormal investigator. I go into some of the craziest places ever. I, you know, and by myself and turn and lights out and I'm fearless, but 
you know, I've said it before. It's 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 totally different when it's happening to you in your own home. Yeah. It's it's like a violation, you know, of of your personal space. You know. Yeah. Um. So much more so, intimate. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, who's this coming into my space? It's like, and they're like, no, this is my space. Like we were here before you. Yeah. So. Do you think that's yeah. why um, you hear so often that you should never investigate your own home? Like the, just the concept of swirling, you know, stirring things up in in your own personal space. I definitely think so. Um, you know, it, it. Nothing with as far as you know, with paranormal and 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 hauntings, especially are are concrete. You know, we're still learning based on methods that they've been using since like the eight, late eighteen hundreds. You sure. know, and, and as far as investigation goes. Um, and expanding upon it, but we're still not closer to a real answer of what these entities are today than we were then. So, you know, I, I don't know, man. I, I, I think, I think that that has a big thing to do with it. Like I'm, I'm of the camp of don't investigate in your home because you don't know what you can invite. Yeah. Um, I do, uh, I do work, um, with a couple different psychics um, doing training for mediumship because that's, you know, spoiler alert, um, a lot of this stuff has been happening just because I have been sensitive pretty much my entire life and yeah. am now just starting to embrace it and learn how to, I don't, I don't want to say control it because I don't think it's something that you could really control, but as far as like letting now i'm comfortable enough to say hey knock it off you know when back there my response was fear yeah you know um to help you understand your connection with it absolutely yeah so i i i'm you know i do i do do some of that work here in my office but this is also a space that i do cleansings periodically you know um i i make i i have protections as far as my understanding as for what protections can be in place in my home because you know i also have my wife here i don't want something coming in and and terrorizing my wife right of course um you know like that's that's a big thing so you know for anybody thinking it's like this is it's it's games you know i've uh, the team that i'm on we're party paranormal you know a lot of our team members our founders have been doing this for 50 years you know these guys these have been around with you know you know the the ed and lorraine warrens and like uh you know all, all these like old people that you know regardless of what people's opinions are of yeah. them now looking back you know these people really are the pioneers in this field absolutely you know um and and you know some of the method methodology behind the way that they've investigated you know does bring credence to a lot of the stuff now um and you know we're starting to get some sort of understanding but i don't think that we're anywhere near getting a full picture um at least not in our lifetime yeah that's for certain i mean it's been essentially 120 years of trial and error right it's Absolutely. I mean, these things, by definition, defy measurement. They defy, you know, scientific observation. So, it's, it's. I mean, it's a tough yeah. one. 
You know, it's it's hard to yeah. say we'll ever fully understand. No, and and you know we do you know again like we investigate all sorts of places and we do we do events like or like we primarily try to focus on residential cases because all of us that are on this team pretty much have have had our own experiences you know growing up that have led us to being here where we are right now yeah. and reaching the understanding that we have at this point. So our goal is to come into people's homes who are having these issues and try to help them, try to either learn to live with it or try to, you know, cleanse or, you know, I know there's also a lot of people who think that, no, you can't cleanse a space and this and that. But I'll tell you from from personal experiences and some of the people that I've worked with that have been doing this for years, um, I don't know. I don't know if if it's a permanent thing. I don't know if it's okay they're gone for right now and then they could come back later. You know, we have had some cases like that. But, um, you know, I, I've seen some stuff and experienced some stuff as an investigator that still just blows my freaking mind. And, you know, I, 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 I'm fascinated by it. Like, you know, I still get... I don't care how many EVPs I capture. I still like am like holy shit! Like this is fucking awesome. Yeah. You know, every time I get something, it could just be a hey, uh, you know, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. It's you know, and it's like you know, we go, you know, we're not like oh, this is whatever. Like we'll go out, we'll test, we'll go look around, we'll make sure that nobody's in the air. We we got cameras everywhere, inside, outside. We're we are constantly going back and forth. You know, um, I'm very critical especially as far as like evidence review yeah for stuff like that because I will not like I will not post a piece of evidence online and share something that I don't believe is actually paranormal yeah like I have so much that I throw out and so little that I post because it's like well this could be this like I am I'm one of those hypercritical people when it comes to that because I just want to make sure that whatever I am presenting is, is the most honest, you know? Um, yeah. yeah. So I think, and we've yeah, had, man. we've had conversations about that, about, um, the move of the industry toward authenticity, you know, away from the, the sort of stylized travel channel style, you know, ghost hunting where, I mean, it's so much of it is so obviously put on and exaggerated and, you know, dramatized. I think what people really are starting to gravitate toward are, you know, like the stuff that like Small Town Monsters makes, the stuff that Dockside mm-hmm. Media is putting out, the like, the the stuff like you guys do where sometimes you go out and nothing happens. Absolutely. it's And that's okay. I- I have I have sat in some of the some of the most allegedly most haunted places in South Florida and have nothing go on. Yeah. You know, sit there for, you know, 2 3 hours and saying, you know, something, can I get, you know, anything. You know, cuz what I I like to do is I like to I, when I first started out, I was very equipment heavy and I've 
I've, you know, learned that, okay, let me take a step back. Let me not put some equipment. Let me just go out and feel out a place. Let me sit in silence for 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and just see if I see or hear or feel something. And then I could reach out, you know, and, and go from there. Then maybe I'll introduce a piece of equipment, um, you know, because it's, you know, it's, uh, these, contrary to what a lot of people think, these equipments do not detect ghosts. They detect changes in the environment, which we interpret to possibly be activity from right. from, uh, from an entity. Um so it's like you could have every piece of equipment in the world, you know, if you're not using it right or if you're not treating it the way it's supposed to be used, like you, 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 it's useless, really. Yeah. And all that is all that hinges on our, you know, the theory that these entities are affecting the environment in the way we think they are, you know? Right. Right. Yeah. It's, I mean, to me, this stuff is. And it may it may be, you know, I'm sure there are a lot of people who disagree with me, but I feel like this stuff is more, far more an art than a science. I I feel like it's so much more about the connection between the experiencer and the whatever force they're experiencing. I it feels very personal to me, like. I don't know. It it kind of turns me off when you see people with like 75 gadgets laying around and they're like trying. I don't I think I'm just turned off by the concept of like this needs to be measured and completely, you know, like scientifically defined. Right. Because it feels like so much deeper than that to me, you know, 100 percent. I'm very much I've had a big shift in my mentality with the stuff and it's like I'm so much more about the experience than you know did my camera did I have something on camera to capture the stuff it's like yeah we put some cameras you know all over the place because granted we are there to try to document mm-hmm. um, especially when we're dealing with you know a residential case but like yeah. you know we hold we hold public events you know, people want to come out and use all the stuff that they see on TV. So, yeah, you know, with those in those situations, we do bring out all the toys and we set it up and we explain it. And it's like, here you go, you know, go for it. And it's yeah. like, you know, have fun, have fun with it. But like if you're treating something as a real investigation, like it, you, your your mentality has to be totally different. It's not just lay out 100 pieces of devices. All right, ghost, touch it. You know, right. move that. Uh, make that light up. Make that sound. You know, come talking to this. No, like you are coming into their space and the energy that you put out is the energy that you're going to get back. You know, yeah. um, that's why it's like, you know, everything we talk about it all the time. Everything on TV is a demon. Yeah. And and it drives me it drives me insane like yeah. we are very much on the camp of you know if you were an asshole when you were alive you're more than likely going to be an asshole if you're a ghost sure you know so it's like oh did you hear that oh, no this is a demonic entity no it's not it's just a pissed off dude because you're right. coming into their space being loud and yelling and all that stuff instead of coming with respect sure you know when i walk into a space i introduce myself 
I tell them, I give my intention, yeah. you know, and I tell them, I was like, if you want to talk to me, that's fantastic. If you don't, that's fine too. You know, and yeah. you see more often than not, you'll get more of a positive reaction that way and, and actual getting some, a lot more activity that way than if you just try to go in there guns blazing and, you know, and, and another thing too, is like, like I said, I'm, I'm there for more for the experience i'll sit there quietly and and just observe my surroundings i'll sit in the corner and just scan everywhere yeah you know if when you're wasting time sitting down and fidgeting with a camera and staring at this rem pod because you're asking everything to go out you're you're missing everything that's going on around you yes you're missing that shadow figure that's walking at the end of the hall right you know you're missing that knock you know i i have a lot more uh, interactive communication with Knox than I do with a REM pod. Sure. I don't think I've gotten a, I don't think I've gotten a hit on my REM pod in hell almost a year yeah. <laughs> because you know I put it out just to have you know I'll bring it out it's like you know this is another tool that we use to try to communicate if you want to light it up just to let us know you, we can do yes and no with that yeah and I'll I'll some uh, after ten minutes of nothing I'll revert back to Let's, do you want to go back to Knox? Boom. Yeah. You know. All right. Perfect. See, just like that. <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear that knock? Yeah, I heard that. That I was, was like, weird. Oh. Perfect timing. <laughs> exactly. I love it. Um, yeah. Um, that's. Yeah, that was a little weird. Um, yeah, I think. I think. Um, interacting with you know 40 and phenomenon of all sorts i i think of it the same way as um as psychedelics it's all about set mm-hmm. and setting it's right. you know your approach to it like you just said what you put in is what you're going to get out um right so if you approach it with reverence with you know respect with with, with a soft touch you're more likely mm-hmm. to get that back, right? But yeah, if you're, you know, if you're a, a guy like Zach Baggins who goes in screaming and threatening and, you know, it's the thing, if all you have is a hammer, everything looks like a nail, right? Right. So, and that seems to be his only approach that he has available. So, of course, everything has to be a demon because that's what he's prepared to deal with, right? Yeah. Yeah. And and it's like you know I'm not I'm not saying that there are not darker entities, but you know you like you have to if you do research, you know you could say a demon is an elemental, is a you know is a fairy, is is whatever yeah. you know it's whatever suits the narrative for the person who's doing that at that time. Yeah, um, you know so. I'm not saying that there aren't because we have been involved in some cases with darker entities. Like demon is not a, it's not a term that on our team that we use. Yeah. We, we use, you know, dark, you know, um, you know, dark entity, light entity, you know, human, inhuman. Um, I'm not going to just toss around demon around First of all, especially on a residential case, it freaks the hell out of, yeah, your client and absolutely. that's not and that's not what you're trying to do like 
all the stuff on TV is exactly that. It's TV. It's entertainment. Yeah. You know, so it's like what you're not seeing is the hours that they're sitting there waiting for that one EVP that they captured. You yep. know, you know that sounds angry, and you know the 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 recorders that they used a uh, Panasonic uh, rdr 60s a lot of them. That's what you get. It's a lot of ah, yeah. you know, you know, and and like I don't want to knock it because you know we do use them on our team, and we do capture some great EVPs. But I use a lot other types of recording equipment because for me it's not about quantity; it's about quality. Yeah. Um, I rather I rather. I'd rather go somewhere and not get an EVP than just get a hundred just bat 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 yeah. that you know you're gonna throw out anyways because what does that have to do with anything? Yeah, you know. So. I have um I have a friend who is the West Coast director for the Warren Institute now, and okay. he's um you know he's an ordained Catholic priest and he's but even they now. You know, the Warrens kind of set the tone for that. That everything is a, is a demon approach, right? Because you know they were self-proclaimed demonologists. They were they were into demons. But even the the modern Warren Institute, who's run by their grandson now, um, has shifted away from that approach because their focus now really is on helping people. Right. And like right. you mentioned, going into someone's house and saying, there are 30 demons living here. That's scary right. as fuck. Yeah. You know, like that's not something you, and that's not helpful. That's no, it's scary. It's scary enough to think you got 30 ghosts in your place, but yeah. you could tell somebody you got 30 demons. Now they're going to burn the fucker. You know, yeah. they're mentality. I'm going to burn this bitch down. Like, you yeah. know, like, and no, I think like, fear breeds, it just breeds more negativity. You know, and in those situations, it's not helpful for the, for anyone, for the investigative team, for the people living in the home. Like to be more afraid isn't going to make the situation better. Yeah, I agree. I yeah. agree, hundred percent. Like you know, that's 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 our that's our big thing. It's it's try to, if not eliminate the fear, at least ease it down to you know try to make it something that they can understand a little bit better yeah you know and then and we do go in and you know we have you know we work we we have we have demonologists on our team we have psychics we have uh, clergy like we you know we have attorneys we have former police officers we have pretty much every end of the spectrum here and and it's great because we have that healthy dose of the skepticism as well that, you know, sometimes if a place we go into and it's crazy active, like, you know, everything you might, it's like, oh, that's that. No, 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 that's this. There's an, there could be an explanation. Like we yeah. go in very much trying to debunk anything before we're saying it is paranormal. Like it's, it's, it's really tough. Like I, I posted a video I posted a video not too long ago about uh, we took a trip to Savannah and uh, it was me and my, my buddy Mike, who's also my teammate. Um, and we were at Calhoun Square in Savannah. 
Calhoun Square was the site of a mass burial for the enslaved people in Savannah. Yeah. And um, around that area, you know, happens to be 432, well, right across the street from Calhoun Square is 432 Abercorn Street, which is allegedly the most haunted house in Savannah. Um, across the street, you have, uh, I forgot the name of the church, but that's another haunted church. The Espy House is right there. Another, you know, very haunted location, Savannah, the Mass- Massey School. So that whole surrounding area and, and you know, Savannah is a town that it's it's a, it's a, literally a necropolis. Like they literally just built on top of the dead. Yeah. Um, you know, I always tell people, I was like, they're like, is, is Savannah haunted? I was like, yeah, you could probably, you could spit and hit a ghost in Savannah <laughs> or yeah. hit a dead, you know, a, a, a grave. It feels and that way too. It, oh yeah. It just, truly Just does. driving in. Yep. Just driving into Savannah. Like you feel it. You can yeah. feel the energy. If, if, you know, people might think that I'm full of shit about that. If you, if you ever, if anybody who's listening, if you ever go to Savannah, Georgia, try to pay attention as you're getting into the historic area, like just, mm-hmm. you know, around Forsyth Park, around the edges of town, as soon as you start getting into that area, it just feels different. Yeah. I mean, that city has a very, very dark history, and you can tell the the people that live there still carry it with them. You know, it's Oh, yeah. They it's totally everywhere. embrace it. Absolutely. They embrace it. It's... it's yeah. It's it's kind of like to me it's it's kind of like a breath of fresh air because there's so many people who are like trying to like no and deny and like this is not and like no they're like you go anywhere you could go you could go to to uh, there's a restaurant that we go to pretty much every time we go there called the, the Common on Broughton it's right across from the Marshall House um, famous okay. hotel it was a was a was a hospital during. Uh, civil war and during the one of the yellow fever epidemics and you know you go in there and you talk to the uh wait any waiter or bartender i'm like hey you know have you ever experienced yeah you know i, I had this well you know we had this you know stack of plates that just were sitting at the end of the bar and they just all fell over you know we had all this stuff you know everybody has a story in that yeah. town it's 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 one of my favorite freaking places like ever yeah, one of my childhood friends, um, his mother moved there in the late 80s and has lived there since then. And we used to go down and visit her in the summers. And that, I mean, the whole city, it's just, it's so hard to explain to someone who hasn't experienced it. But yeah, it's, there's just a weight to it, to just yeah, the atmosphere absolutely. in that city is, it's different. It's some, it's something there's something fundamentally different about that place. So you want to hear something creepy about, okay. We, uh, we stayed, we stayed off of Broughton street. So Broughton street is like the main downtown drag. Yeah. It's, you know, uh, through Savannah. Uh, we stayed just off Broughton street. Uh, it's this old, one of the old historic buildings there. They turned the second level. The, the first floor is a bunch of shops and restaurants second level is uh, they turned it into apartments and, and airbnbs right um and it's and it's right off of uh i forgot the square but it's right next to the city market um in savannah so 
we, you know, we had gone out. We're doing, we do our our late night investigation because, you know, of course, it's Savannah, and I'm going to investigate whenever I go to Savannah as yeah, best as I could. So we get back to the Airbnb, and my wife's already in bed, and Mike's girlfriend's in, you know, in their room, and it's like, all right, dude, you know, gonna hit the hay. I go, I get into bed, and I'm I, I'm laying down, starting to drift off to sleep, and I just feel the mattress like just compress down like next to my head and i'm like i like pop up i'm like what the hell is this and i was like hello as soon as i say hello the mattress goes back to regular and i just start hearing footsteps just Uh literally just pacing around the bed walking around the side to my wife she's dead asleep thank god back around comes back to my side and it just continued for a good like 35 minutes i couldn't knock out because again it's it's one of those things that now it's in my space where i'm supposed to be trying to to pass out yeah you know and and i just remember like sitting up and just going hey like you need to you need to knock that shit out like i need to go to bed we have a long day tomorrow all right i'll make some time to talk to you i remember like the next day i ended up like pulling tarot cards and you know, just trying to say, hey, okay, you know, I gave you some time. Um, but dude, that 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 was it was rough and and creepy at the same time. That I yeah. was, and it's like, and it's old hardwood floors, like that place. It's, it's all original, pretty much. It was just, Ugh. and you heard it. You Man. just heard it all walking around the bed. It was, it was freaking nuts. Yeah, that's <laughs> wild. Man, dude, you have some great <laughs> stories. That's yeah, man, I love it. <laughs> I love that's what this is why I love talking to people who are like really out there, you know, getting into getting into shit. Cause Oh yeah. I mean I'm I'm like more of an academic guy. I like I like collecting stories, I like reading histories, you know, but I haven't done much boots on the ground stuff at all. So like I love touching base with with people who do what you do because these are the these are the stories that are happening now. You know what I mean? That, right. that they're not in books for me to read yet. You know? So, yeah. yeah um, before we wrap up, I mean, please, please stay open to coming back on the show. Because I want to hear more oh. for sure. But um, before we finish up, just um, go ahead and tell the audience where to find you. Anything that you have coming up that they can look forward to? Uh, so, uh, again, guys, uh, my name is Joe Torino, and I am an investigator with War Party Paranormal. We're down in South Florida. Um, if you're in the area and you would like to come out for any public ghost hunts, you can check out our website, www.warpartyparanormal.com. Uh, we have a list of all our events. Uh, our team also does a radio show on uh, KGRA Digital Broadcasting every Monday night at 9 p.m. Um, we do bring on guests from time to time from TV and um, you know uh, YouTube uh, shows and, and all that. So we, we get a good mix of different people. Um, what we also do is we each episode we kind of talk about a different investigation that we've done and we also present evidence that we've captured from that investigation so it's a little different than what's out there as far as you know it's it's kind of like a mix of a talk show because it's it's what i love about it is 
being able to show a clip and it's like so what was going on at that point you know what did you feel what did you you know you know it's something it's something really cool um so definitely check that out again if you're in the area and you want to come out to one of our events you know look us up you know we love we love coming out and, and showing people what we do and um as far as my personal stuff you could find me on instagram facebook youtube tiktok at joe hunts ghosts and i just released yesterday uh my own podcast it's called greetings from florida and it's all about exploring all the weird shit that happens in florida all the history um you know legends lore from from the sunshine state so I, i'm having a lot of fun doing the research myself i'm i'm very much also a big history buff so being able to tie it in like you know doing that research and and finding all the weird shit that's associated with it i i, I love it so much so um thank you guys thank you so much man for having me i appreciate it this was this was a lot of fun and yeah. I definitely i'll be back anytime you want man <laughs> yeah that's fantastic and i i can't wait to to jump into your first episode um you talked about the fountain of youth right the fountain of youth yeah, lore yeah, it's in a, Florida. a very it's a it's uh the very florida origin story that's um, awesome and and it gets it, you know it gets it it takes a spin on the original story that you know everybody knows i mean we're all taught right. that ponce de leon came and discovered florida and he was searching for the fountain of youth mm-hmm. but what i go through is a lot of the actual where did this legend start in the first place you know what's the real story behind him searching for florida and what's the truth behind the fountain of youth and and it gets kind of fun you know and yeah. and uh you know i like you know I, I like to joke around i like to mess around so i'm trying to you know bring some some fun into that as well that's know? awesome so i'm a big history guy myself so anytime someone is making history um you know accessible for a, a for a new group i i love that i i think that's a, a service for the world um yeah absolutely and you couldn't live in a better state for collecting weird shit. <laughs> oh yeah, oh so, yeah. We're we are fucking nuts down here. It's, yeah, and, and that's that's part of the reason also why I wanted to, to do it because it's like, you know, you get all these things. Oh no, we're we're the most haunted state, and this and that. It's like no, bitch. Florida, <laughs> Florida is fucking weird as shit, and yeah. uh, and I cannot wait to share like all these stories with everybody like, that's awesome I, i'm having a blast so far and yeah and uh episode two i'm, I'm actually gonna I'm, I'm still i'm finishing up writing it and um hopefully i'll be recording that that should be coming out uh, in about two weeks so okay stay tuned for that but in the meantime guys if you could check out episode one i'd really appreciate that absolutely and, uh, you can find the link you can find the link on my uh instagram page at johan's ghosts also, links to everything that Joe just mentioned will be in the in the show description for the episode. So, just go there and support everything he's doing because we're we're big fans of everything you're doing here. So, I truly appreciate it, man. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks again so much for being on. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you, thank you, thank you. From the bottom of our weird, possibly alien, maybe ghostly, probably cryptid hearts for listening. We absolutely love having the chance to discuss all these wild creatures and events every week, 
and it's your continued attention that allows us to carry on. And if you want more, you can support us on Patreon at patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. It's there you will find bonus content, behind the scenes, we're just keeping up on our day to day, and maybe some swag along the way. It is our way to show thanks for your support and do everything we can to provide you with as much content as possible. Again, that's patreon.com forward slash campfire tales of the strange and unsettling. With that said, we want to get to know each and every one of you, so please come and check us out on all the socials at campfire.tales.podcast on Instagram and Facebook, at campfire.totsau on Twitter, and you can also visit our website at campfirepodcastnetwork.com. If you love the show, please rate and review it. It's what truly helps us continue bringing your weekly dose of the strange and unsettling. And lastly, we do have our merch store. You can find the link available on all of our social media or via our link tree. Show your support. Buy a shirt. Buy a sticker. Buy a blanket. Buy a pillow. Anything that you want to rep Campfire Tales of the Strange and Unsettling. And that's it. Until next time, I'm Ryan. I'm Jordan. And remember, campers, stay weird and trust in the unknown. unknown.